the volume. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Three and Out Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast, back at it again on a beautiful, gorgeous, sunny Thursday afternoon. Uh, what I did in this podcast is after the Tyree Kill trade happened, I recorded like 15, 17 minutes just so we could get it up on the YouTube page. I, I, it's, it hasn't really, my thoughts haven't changed. Leaving that part in the podcast have something off the top that I've just been thinking about over the last 24 hours since the trade. And then we'll just fly through some other topics. Uh, Lincoln Riley's first practice. Tom Brady could play past beyond this year. Saw some people tweeting about how, you know, Amazon Prime, everyone's going to be complaining. It's like, bro, who doesn't have Amazon Prime at this time? And it's like, what about the 70-year-olds? Yeah, Bezos is not, he's not running a normal network. He, he doesn't care about television ratings. He does not care about my mom watching or not. He simply does not. Uh, so we'll dive into that. And then, of course, the Middlecoff mailbag. We'll push it off like we've been doing till the weekend. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide up in those DMs and get your question answered on the mailbag. Pretty easy. Also, you got golf questions. At Pod. Fire up into that Instagram. Get your golf questions there. Pod comes out every Wednesday. No big deal. Augusto's right around the corner. Also, if you could, subscribe to the podcast. Separate from Collins Feed. Greatly appreciate it. Leave a review. If you like the show, greatly appreciate it. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. I want to start with all the trades that have happened. And trades have been happening in pro sports. You know, especially basketball and baseball forever. Football, it feels like it's really, really picked up. Not that trades didn't happen like when Joe Montana got traded. Right? Uh, Herschel Walker got traded. There have been historic trades before. But I think it's getting a little bit crazier. And I think we all, in any industry or any personal decision, try to balance return on investment. When is it worth it to change a job for more money? When is it worth it to sell our house for more money? When is it worth it to try to become an entrepreneur because we've always envisioned ourselves starting a certain business? And I I think we all find out with time, there's no necessarily right or wrong answer. We try to take the information that we have and make educated guesses, right? No one could have known when the world shut down in March 2020 that over the next two years, we would see a housing boom in terms of prices that we've never seen. I mean, the rate in which the housing market grew is up. You just, you could not have envisioned that. Now, it's easy to say now, well, some people, now, no one was talking about that. 
I think most of us freaked out. I know I sold like half my stocks, regretted it immediately, right? It, so it's, it's always easy to look back. But at the time when you make a decision, whether that's trading Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill or Khalil Mack, whether that's selling your house, whether that's changing jobs, you can really only make, you know, whether you're the head coach, whether you're the CEO, or whether you're the guy paying the mortgage, the educated guests with the information you have, and ultimately like your vision of where you want to go. And there are always a million variables, right? I get a lot of people, it's like, Middlecoff, you, sh- you know, that you can make some money on your condo. You might as well get rid of it. Well, where am I going to go? I, d- I don't need to sell this thing to move. When I move, I-, I-, I plan on keeping this thing. Now, my neighbor, you know, right across basically the hall, street, however you want to quantify it in this condo complex, sold this pad for 150 grand more than I bought this thing for. So, boom, plus 150. And I'm just based on what I owe in the mortgage, I'd be up another 150. So the moment I sold it, assuming I get the same number, I'd have $300,000. Now, what am I going to do with that money? I don't necessarily need it. I want to keep this thing rent out because I have a historically low mortgage after I refinanced on it last year. This thing I plan on being a cash cow for me, just as a rental that I won't even need to touch one day. But like, if you knocked on my door right now and doubled that number, like, hey, where it was like, hey, you're going to have $650,000, $700,000 in your pocket, then I'd say, fuck the rental. I'll take the cash, right? Information changes as you talk to people, as you're going toward making a decision. And you never know at the time of making the decision, ultimately what will happen. Because you could argue, well, if someone knocked on your door and offered you double what my neighbor got, who's to say in five years, that number isn't double from where it is? Who's to say that number isn't a court? This place is worth a hundred grand in 10 years. I don't know. You would, you could look at historical trends and make educated guesses, but no one truly knows. Like obviously Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams are two of the best players going. They are worth what they got paid based on they've had a combined 11 straight Pro Bowls. And those aren't fake Mac Jones Pro Bowls. Those are real Pro Bowls. Those guys, when they're on the field, kick the shit out of whoever's trying to guard them. They cannot be covered. They dominate with the ball in their hands. They are elite players. But it's like they're older, third contract. Can we sell high? Right? But there's a chance that both of the guys, you know, obviously it's going to be a little bit easier for Devontae, but you go to Tua, are going to... You know, their success is predicated on the quarterback. But I I think everyone in these trades, in business acquisitions, remember when Bezos bought Whole Foods and everyone's like, this is insane. He's spending $16 billion on Whole Foods. And at the time, because of the stock price, they actually made money. And now when you order something from Amazon, it's like, do you want to take it to the UPS or you just want to drop it off at Whole Foods? Like, yeah, I'll just drop it off at Whole Foods. I'd say Bezos knew what the hell he was doing. So you try to make these decisions with educated guesses and the information you have, no one really knows. You know, we talk about the stock market all the time. I No one knows where it's going. Now, historically, it keeps going up over time. But if you told me in the next six months, it drops another 30%, believable. Do you say in the next six months, it rallies another 30% higher? Believable. You know, you just have to make decisions. And here's the other thing. Whether you're a head coach, whether you're a dude buying a house, whether you're a guy changing jobs, You know, deep down, I'm a big gut feel guy because your gut knows your surroundings and your variables better than anyone else, right? You know your personal finances better than anyone else. You know, you know, the the things that you have to deal with at your office or your employees or the guy you work for better than anyone else. You can explain it to other people outside of that building or outside of that, you know, industry, but it's hard to truly comprehend if you're not doing it. It's why when you work with someone, right, the guys that I worked with with the Eagles, I'm still really close now with. A decade later that we, I started working there in 2010. It's 2000, whatever, 22, 12 years later. Because, like, we have a shared bond. Same deal, same thing with the guys that I worked with at Fresno State. Like, we share a bond that only people can truly relate to. It's why when you see these coaches hire guys they've worked with before, is they're very comfortable with them. Now, you can say that's not always right, but your gut feel tells you, I think this guy's good. I think this guy's bad. You know. And I think you're going to see more and more of these trades because ultimately there is one guy. Like, let's take the 49ers, for example. If Trey Lance sucks, none of it matters. They're in tr- they're screwed. But if Trey Lance becomes a top 10 quarterback, let's just say a top 8 quarterback for argument's sake, his value on the team is 
5X, the next best player. And that includes Bosa, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel. These guys are max level players. But Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, their value to their team, if it was like, hey, Andy, you can trade Patrick Mahomes and keep everyone else, or you have to trade Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and Chris Jones in this hypothetical world. What do you think he'd say? Of course they'd keep Patrick Mahomes. So there is a value that is just more in football with that individual position. So the rest of it is all just kind of external. And you have to pick and choose what's worth paying, what's not worth paying. Big picture, how do we reset? Is this guy, we've already had him for seven, eight years. Can we sell high on this? And sometimes when you sell high, like if you sold your house, I I told my little brother who moved a couple years ago, I'm like, listen, I would eat the cost for a little bit. And it was basically, he bought his first house. He's, He's younger than me. He's like 31 like five, six years ago or whatever, track home, you know, five, $600,000. I'm like, if you can make the payment, I would just keep it. And this is, this might have been before COVID. I, I can't even remember the timeline, but regardless, it wasn't like, it was just, I would wait this thing out. And he's like, no, you know, I'll take the money. He didn't need the money to buy his new house. And then I think six months or a year later, the people that he sold the house to resold the house for like 25% more. And again, it was just more like, I would just be patient on this. And at the time, like if he was doing that again, he would have helped. So it, but it's also the argument, it's easy to look in hindsight and go, you know, they shouldn't have traded Khalil Mack. But at the time, the Raiders, I don't think Mark Davis had $90 million to put in escrow. I think John Gruden kind of wanted to reset the franchise, get two first round picks. He assumed the Bears were going to suck. They ended up not sucking. Those picks were like, 19 and 24, right? I think he was hoping for a top 10 pick like the Jets or Giants got, right? I guess the the Giants got this year. The Jets didn't get a top 10 pick, but you know what I mean? So you're always just trying to balance what you know, educated guesses, the finances, whether it's your football team, whether it's your personal life, and ultimately like, is this a good return on investment and factoring it in? And when you pull the trigger, you don't have concrete information. You do not know what things are going to look like in three or four years, but you can't operate worrying about that. You just have to make the decision best on what the information you have in front of you. And sometimes like the Packers, they ultimately didn't want to trade Devontae Adams. He didn't want to play there anymore. The Chiefs, as I'll talk about, were clearly much more open to trading Tyreek Hill once that number got set, right? And sometimes you get presented a deal. I don't think the 49ers ever dreamed of trading DeForest Buckner. They loved him. He was the team captain of a team that had a 10-point lead in the freaking Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. Dude is a stud. And then they got a phone call, and they got offered the 13th pick in the draft. And you're like, it made you think. Like I said, someone knocks on my door and offers double what I think this place is worth. I don't give a shit what my you know uh, interest rate you know is 2.75. I don't care. I, I would sell it to him yesterday. You get offered the 13th pick for DeForest Buckner. It's like, yeah, see ya. <laughs> you know, you ain't Aaron Donald, buddy. Now, they, you know, they end up drafting Kinlaw. It doesn't quite work out. But I, I understand, like, I, I supported the move. You know, I understand these teams that are trying to reset their salary cap trading these players. It, it could blow up in the face of the Chiefs. It could blow up in the face of the Packers. Khalil Mack could get hurt immediately and it could, you know, hurt the Chargers. I, I don't know. No one knows. But... I I think that's all this is, is one big economic exercise. Bet $5 to get $150. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers $150. Instant bonus, guaranteed. That's right. You'll get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. How do you bet the bracket? Is up to you. How can you choose the money line, the totals, the prop bets, and so much more? You can choose the money line, the prop bets, the totals. You can do it all yourself. Which team would you like to take a chance on? Me, I like Tennessee, I like UCLA, and I like Arizona. So I would hammer those teams throughout the tournament. Plus, with cash out, the ball's in your court. So you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. Join FanDuel today with promo code Colin. Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit. Guaranteed. That's promo code C 
Colin on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Here was my live reaction on Wednesday to 
the Tyreek Hill trade. Okay, let's dive in to the seismic trade that happened on uh, on Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday at lunchtime, depending on where you live. For me, it happened about 9.30 on Wednesday. The Kansas City Chiefs traded one of the greatest players in franchise history, and to me, him and Devontae are the two best wide receivers in the league, ironically also got traded, to the Miami Dolphins. Let's start with the Chiefs angle. And I think this parallels the Packers. When you pay your quarterback $45, $50 million a year, you have to make tough decisions. And in a salary cap league with a hard cap, historically, you've seen a lot of difficult decisions get made. Now, I wouldn't want to be in the business of trading Devontae, of trading Tyreek Hill. But when you get to this point of paying a guy $28, $27, $70 million guaranteed at wide receiver, when you've had him for a long period of time, I understand internally where you discuss this and where you just put them on the table and see what you can get. And ultimately, the Chiefs got more than the Packers did for Devontae. First round pick, pick 29 that the Dolphins got from the Niners. Pick 50, which is a pretty good second round pick. Multiple force, a force this year, a fourth next year. To me, the force don't mean that much. I, I, Brett Veach would disagree. Third, round, you know, third day picks mean nothing to me. I value in trades for elite players, high picks, first and second rounders. And that's they got a first and second rounder. And there is no guarantee that they can ever, ever find another Tyree kill. But it's pretty clear they'll try. And Veach and Andy have a long history of finding really talented skill guys. Now, the difference, I would say, with the Chiefs and the Packers is they still have Travis Kelsey, who's still an elite player, and the Packers don't have the skill guys outside. So they feel we still have a core guy, but they need to replace Tyreek Hill, which is going to be borderline impossible, at least in the short term, because no one they draft is going to be remotely as good as he will be. But part of building a team, big picture, is buying low and selling high. This would have been his third contract on the Chiefs. Same with Devontae Adams. The difference is the Rodgers situation and the dynamic is much you know, different than, than Kansas City just because it was a trio, not a duo. People are like, why aren't you crossing the Chiefs for doing this? My point is I understand. I would not be in the business of doing this. And I know this for a fact. Andy loves Tyreek Hill. He told me a couple years ago he's one of the smartest players he's ever coached. And he's been coaching for 50 years. And... It is going to, like, they won multiple games last year because Tyree Kill took over. There just is no replacing that. But it's a business. And part of doing business is making moves like this. You know, it's it leaves a hole, but now you got to replace it. And you feel good about your infrastructure, about being able to draft. I know, you know, Veach and other guys on that staff, I think they have easily one of the best scouting staffs in the league. But bottom line, and I've said this for a while about the AFC West, because this is, Chiefs has lost one of their best players. And everyone else in the AFC West is adding players. The Chiefs' point of difference it, that the other programs do not have, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers, is Andy Reid. They have a massive advantage at coach. And he's going to have to out-coach and out-scheme, as he's been doing, six straight AFC West. And Mahomes is going to have to continue to play at an elite level. That's why you pay him $45 million. That's why the Packers are paying Rodgers $50 million. When I pay you that much, you have to take random guys. Brady did it for years. You know, I mean, Gronk, let's face it, in some of those Super Bowl years, you know, was not 80, 90 catch Gronkowski. He looked like Barry Bonds. He had metal all over his body. So there's a ton of pressure on Mahomes. There already was. A ton of pressure on Rodgers already was. This is, you know, this is a long history of the league of doing business like this. Also now, it gives them wiggle room. But again, back to what I originally said, there's just a lot of pressure of now you got a lot more wiggle room, but now nailing those picks again. It is difficult. But, you know, I mean, these guys, Jeremy Macklin, Deshaun Jackson, Shady McCoy, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, like these guys know how to find elite offensive players. And they have a quarterback who can elevate offensive players. But it's going to be difficult. No one would argue otherwise. But I understand when you're paying a quarterback that much money, being hesitant to do that. Because unlike the Packers wanted Devontae to stay, he wanted out. They, were, they would have paid him to stay. He said, no, see ya, deuces. 
The Chiefs did not want to pay this. That much is clear. Like they, they weren't paying this freight. And they got Miami, who let's dive into now. The biggest advantage you have when you have a rookie quarterback, whether he's good or bad, is irrelevant. Ideally, you'd want Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Guys that are studs. Guys that are going to Pro Bowls. But even if they're Baker Mayfield or Tua, they still present the same advantage. Mac Jones falls under this category. Trey Lance falls under this category. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. We don't know half half the guys I just named. We don't know if they're going to be any good or not. But they all have an advantage. And it's called the contract. Their contract, you have a starting quarterback who makes five, six, seven million dollars. Obviously, it depends. The guy drafted number one makes a little bit more if you draft five or six, but whatever. It's all in the same ballpark. It's not very much money relative to what starting quarterback Kirk Cousins goes for 35, 38, 40 million dollars. Stafford, 43. Mahomes, we see these numbers. Josh Allen. You have to take advantage of that cap space. It's my beef right now the way the 49ers handled the Jimmy Garoppolo situation. They could have used that money, I don't know, to sign Chandler Jones. When you have advantages in business, you have to take advantage of them. Speaking for myself, I used to work in radio, now I work in podcast. How can radio compete against me? I don't have a time slot. I don't have to wait till, hey, when can you do this topic? I'm recording this part on Wednesday morning, right after the trade happened. In my home office, I don't have a two-hour commute. While you're commuting, I'm working. Advantage me. I have no costs. <laughs> you know, like the, the advantage of the podcast business, there's a reason all the money's flowing that way. I would imagine anyone listening to this working in certain industries, you have advantages. Now, there are disadvantages too, but the advantages you have in any industry, you have to take advantage of them. So I commend the Dolphins, who I don't feel are a player away, for utilizing their advantage. Yesterday, they signed. Uh, Armstead, the the tackle from the Saints. Today, they make this trade. Now, from a football standpoint, their two sweet playmakers are both tiny. You know, Waddle's small, and obviously Tyreek Hill's small. But, like, you have this contract advantage with Tua. Let's Let's pull the trigger. Also, this pick, pick 29 for the Dolphins, who are desperate, and I mean desperate just to make the playoffs, I understand making this move. Their other advantage, and this is one that's harder to quantify because we don't have the books of all these owners, is when your owner is flush with cash, the blink of an eye, he can hand Tyreek Hill. He has to have $73 million on hand and put that in escrow account. Mark Davis just did it in Vegas. like, And he wouldn't have been able to do that five years ago, but now that he moved in Vegas, the stadium's pumping out cash. He has financial advantages. And when your owner is flush with cash, Colin's been talking about this for a while with Kroenke. His investments in LA from a real estate standpoint have boomed, have brought him a lot of revenue in cash so he can take advantage of, okay, Aaron Donald, I'll give you a $50 million signing bonus. Okay, Matt Stafford, will give you a $45 million signing bonus. That's direct deposited in seven-day or 14-day span. And then the other money that you guarantee you had to put in escrow. So the amount of cash on hand separates some of these owners. Like Mike Brown, ultimately, what's going to happen when they get to the Joe Burrow contract? It's going to be very, very interesting. I bet they're saving right now as we speak. They should be. So the Miami Dolphins now took advantage of Tua's contract. They took advantage of their rich owner. And now goes to the pressure. And I think the pressure falls on two people. From a football on the field standpoint, like listen, Tua, I don't think he's that good. But he's got no excuse now. They had an offensive lineman. They had Tyreek freaking Hill to go with Waddle, who they drafted last year in the top 10. And they also have a franchise tight end, Gusecki, who I really like. They have three legitimate targets. I mean, Tyreek Hill's a Hall of Famer. Waddle is a stud. And Gusecki's really good. So, like, there is no, well, he just doesn't have enough talent. You know, uh, he just doesn't have this. No, there's none of that. Because I watch Mahomes with him forever. And they kicked the shit out of everybody. And here's the other guy. I watched Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, the guy calling the plays, scheme up things left and right. Mike McDaniel, who I'm a big fan of. I've watched his work. I think. I don't know exactly because he wasn't the play caller. 
But the way Kyle gave him credit, the way everyone on the team talked about him, Mike McDaniel is known internally with the with the 49ers people as a schematic genius. I mean, he's brilliant. Every single person, coach, player who's been around him, swear by the guy's intellect when it comes to X's and O's. Well, now we get to see it. And there is, for a first-time head coach, kind of like the Josh McDaniels, when you make an acquisition like this, your clock starts a little faster. When you just break the thing down at the studs and just start, you know, you get a little, you get a slow landing. You, you know, you really don't start feeling pressure until year, year three. You make a move like this, you start spending this money, you know, I think Tua is going to have more pressure under him than McDaniel. But ultimately, McDaniel, like utilizing these playmakers in a division that, let's face it, like we'll get to the Patriots here in a second. The, the Bills are stacked. The AFC in general is stacked. It's going to be difficult. But I'm fascinated to watch this, you know, first-time head coach, first-time play caller, this guy that's known as this Ivy League, you know, kind of mover and shaker when it comes to a whiteboard, when it comes to installing offense. I was told a story that, you remember that play that the 49ers ran against the Packers where they put Trent Williams in motion and he, on a fourth and one, and he came in motion and destroyed the outside linebacker and they gained the yard and got the first down? That, that was McDaniel's idea. And McDaniel, at practice, practiced the defense once they realized it was going on on the other field against the scout team, started watching, and McDaniel looks at Jed York and goes, watch this. And then the play happens. <laughs> and, and then obviously then it happened in the game, even though Kyle went back to it and it failed later, but that's a whole other point. Uh, I'm fascinated to watch this work, but I, I give them credit for taking big swings. You got to take big swings when you have a first-round quarterback. And that's how you find out if he's good, and it's also how you stack your roster. Are they all going to work? No. But if you take enough big hacks, eventually you're going to connect, and you might not even hit it out of the park. You're going to hit it in a gap and maybe get a double. And the more doubles you hit, the more likely you know, you're going to have a good team. right? You can't be afraid to strike out. And I think there are a lot of teams that kind of pitter-patter around aggressive wins in this league. So I, I commend, I understand where the Chiefs are coming from. I commend the Dolphins for doing this. Do I think it's going to work? I don't know. I don't really trust Tua. And I, I don't, you know, I've just never seen their head coach. Being a head coach is a lot different than being a play caller. We've seen a lot of great play callers, you know, and again, he's never been a play caller, but you know what I mean. Get in the situation where they're leading the group and it not go as well. And I also think this now puts a lot of pressure or at least more pressure on Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick, it looks like, is going to be the offensive coordinator. Well, they've lost J.C. Jackson, who I understood why they lost him. I, You know, I don't... His production is elite. I don't know if he's necessarily an elite player. He got paid elite money. I get it. But the Patriots did lose him. And they've always struggled against the Dolphins for whatever reason. And now you add a player like this. And don't forget, the Dolphins beat the Patriots week one in 2021. Now, the Patriots usually kind of ease into the season. September is not really their month. They kick the shit out of people in November and December. That's when they kind of put it into overdrive. But like, Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. If he's going to be their offensive coordinator, it's going to be less time spent on defense. And just in general, like, you need some Jimmys and the Joes. There is going to be pressure on guys covering. We saw in the playoff game, they had no shot. I repeat, none to slow down the Bills when Josh Allen is on. We know that. They're on a different level. Well, even if Tua just turns out to be a completely average guy, if you put good players around average quarterbacks, if he can just be semi-accurate, you can put up points. Who's covering these guys? Like, it's hard. Nobody can cover Tyreek Hill. We've seen it for five years. Literally nobody. Fastest guy in the league. Cheetah. Waddle is just a problem. And obviously, so is Gusecki. So I, I think there is, you know, the Dolphins have a shot if McDaniel is good, to compete for second place in that division. Because there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Patriots in the draft. Obviously, I mean, they lose Josh McDaniel, so obviously Belichick, if he's calling offensive plays, I think he can do it, but there's no guarantee that he's the same level play caller as Josh. And maybe their defense kind of comes back to earth a little bit without him having as big of a role as he's historically had, because he's just had to spend time with you know, Mac Jones and, you know, the running game and the passing game. So it, it's going to be the AFC East just got a lot more fascinating. 
And again, I'm not writing off the Chiefs just yet. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well... I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices... You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's uh, go around the league a little bit and just, uh, you know, it's quieted down, right? Free agency, once all the top guys go off the board, all these big trades happen. You know, there's only so much that could happen, right? Josh Allen ain't getting traded. Uh, (laughs) Michael Parsons isn't going anywhere. So there's just, 
it is what it is. Now we kind of, most of the rosters, you know, relatively set. We could still see something weird happen just randomly. But for the most part now, teams shift into getting value on the free agent market uh, and really lock in for the draft. You get 30 visits. It's called the top 30. Every NFL team can fly guys in for the draft. 30 players. And these are guys, I think sometimes the some off-the-field questions, uh, maybe guys that you really like in the mid-rounds, but you want to get to know better. And uh, you fly in, you get 24 hours. You know, they get to hang out with the position coach, coordinator, head coach. If they're a high pick or they have character stuff, maybe the owner and the general manager spend some time with them. When I was, you know, working in the league, I used to be the guy my first year, pick them up, take them to different dinners, you know, kind of go around with them. And by my second year, I didn't have to do that anymore, but you could still, I think I would just go to dinners because I was making like 50 grand and get free dinner. And if I was, if I could tag along, I went, you know, so it, uh, and you just, sometimes you're trying to throw people off the scent, right? Sometimes you bring in a guy that you don't really want to make a team think that you want. You're kind of playing those games. But in my experience, there's not a lot of that. You're actually bringing in guys you're really interested in and you just want to get to know better. Uh, so you're going to see over the next, I would say, 20, 20 plus days, a lot of NFL player, or excuse me, a lot of top draft guys, but just draft guys in general, visiting teams. And you get 30 of them. But you can also, at their pro day, you can do personal workouts. So you can use other areas to spend time with them. But that's the one area where you get to bring them to your facility and sit down with them and really spend all day. Uh, and yeah, and try to get answer any questions that you have. With some of these guys, you know, they've been in trouble. If, you know, coach, even if it's not arrested or whatever, it's just maybe suspended for a game by a coach. Maybe if some negative stuff was said in the program about them, you just want to get closer to the bottom of it and see what their reaction is. Because usually you feel pretty confident by this point in time in the end of March, the information that you have, right? If you have a good scouting department, because ultimately your scouts are your detectives, You've accumulated what you know and your questions, you know, only he can answer them or you just got to keep digging externally outside the player as well. One thing I saw today is that Jason Light, who's one of the better general managers in football, basically hinted, you know, we, we would love to have a third year and maybe more. My thing is with Tom Brady, he didn't want to retire. We've already discussed that. Now he's back and he's kind of got the band back together. My question is with Tom moving forward, what if he has another really good year? What if they go to the NFC Championship game? What if he's a top three or four quarterback still? Why would he going to retire again and then want to come back? The reason he clearly wanted to come back is because he's still good. It's not like he can't throw. He's not coming back because Tampa just they quarterbacks all suck and he kind of sucks too. He's coming back because he's still an elite player. So if he maintains that level of play, which there aren't really any signs that it's like think about Roethlisberger arm strength shot. Manning had no arm. Breeze, no arm. This guy's arm is still excellent. I think the final pass of, of last season is the bomb that he threw on Jalen Ramsey to Mike Evans. His arm is not the question. So I, I don't think it's crazy to think that he has another good year and he's interested in coming back again. Now, is this is he going to play till he's 50? It would seem like no, but who is in the business of writing Tom Brady off right now? Sure, I wouldn't be in that business because he, he was the best 44-year-old player we've ever seen in the history of the league. Non-kicker. It doesn't get any better than that. 44 years old and be the second best quarterback in terms of MVP uh, you know, votes in the league. That's Honestly, is that an underrated Tom Brady accomplishment? It's like, what are all of his accomplishments? Super Bowls, MVPs. When Tom Brady... Think about telling you someone this like in 30 years. This dude, he was already the greatest quarterback by a wide margin... Played at 44 years old. 44. And it took Aaron Rodgers, one of best his best seasons ever, who's also one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That was the guy that beat him out for the MVP. If it wasn't for that player, Tom Brady at 44 would have been the MVP of the league. I I don't think like I don't think next year Giselle's pressuring him. Like, hey, hey guys, not I don't think his kids care, but I think it's his, his wife. Giselle, you know, I'm in the peak of my powers. I will retire when I suck. And when I suck, I got no problem being a uh, stay-at-home dad, making some uh, some waffles in the morning. I can't eat them. Well, I guess I could if I retire. Playing a little golf here and there, working out, hanging out, doing some 
NFTs, whatever the hell Tom Brady's going to do in retirement. Do that Brady brand, do some business deals, kick it. You know, I'm not there yet. Because why? Because I dominate when I play football. I throw a lot of touchdowns. I don't throw a lot of interceptions. I'm still elite. Who, who wants to walk away from a job when they're still elite at it and they get paid a lot of money and they enjoy it? Think about, say this out loud. If you like your job, if you're good at your job, you're highly compensated at your job, and combining them all, you just really enjoy everything about your job, say that out loud. Would you want to quit that job? No, you'd want to keep doing it. You're like, wait, I'm getting paid a lot. I love what I do and I'm freaking good at it. Why would I walk away? For, for who? For what? I think that's what Tom realized. I saw Jimmy Trania. Trania? Trania? He used to cover like the media for SI. I'm not sure what he's doing now, but he, he tweeted something out uh, a couple days ago. It's basically, it's going to be funny when Thursday Night Football happens in you know early September and half the country can't figure out how to watch it. And I got to be honest. I'm not trying to act like some young progressive, you know, super hip guy. But if you don't have Amazon Prime in 2022, I'm sorry, you feel a little out of touch. Now, I don't think having Amazon Prime is quite like not having a computer or a cell phone, but it's much closer to that than like not having Paramount Plus or something. I would isn't Apple the biggest company in America and arguably the biggest company in the world? Like Amazon Prime provides you, the reason I have Amazon Prime is I got it for free shipping. So most people, every single where I go, whether I go to my mom's house, whether I go to a buddy's house, whether I'm at my house, every single person has Amazon packages getting delivered to their house. I would imagine the percentage of people that use Amazon has dramatically increased over the last several years. This, If you would have done this in 2016, 17, 18, it would have been a culture shock for sure. In 2022, I don't think so. And I, I, I tweeted... I don't know a single human that does not have Amazon Prime. And some people responded that like, you know, my 87-year-old dad has it but doesn't even know how to use it. And like, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Jeff Bezos, and this my mom's in her 70s, does not care about those people, whether they watch or they don't. He does not care. He also did not get into this business for television ratings. He's not a network. He does not give a shit. This is a line item to him. Just like Whole Foods was when he bought it for $15 billion. He wants in on the NFL business. Whether 2 million people watch the first Thursday night game or 10 million people watch, it doesn't really impact him. Now, I don't know. I haven't reddened up how he's going to do with ads and stuff. It's a subscription model. You have to subscribe to it to watch it. He wouldn't even necessarily have to do ads. Like That's not his business model. He is his business model is the ratings are irrelevant, but definitely who's irrelevant are older people. And when I say older people, people in their 70s and their 80s. He wants everyone in their 50s or 60s and their 30s and their 20s, people that are going to use his product, which is Amazon.com, for a long period of time to subscribe. And let's face it, most of us already are. I wonder what percentage of people, let's just pick up even number. Let's say 10 million people. That's actually, that number's low. The first game of the season's on Thursday night. Let's say it's 25 million people that are watching in 2021 that watched the first NFL game on Thursday night. Let's use an even number, 20 million people. What percentage of those people last year had Amazon Prime? If I had to guess, I'd say 70 plus percent. 70 plus percent. And then a year later, another incremental amount got it, another 10%, 15%. Cause I know this as someone that didn't have that many streaming services probably two or three years ago, I have every single one now. I don't even use half of them. I got Paramount Plus, I got Stars, I got Hulu, I got Apple Plus. The only one I don't have is Disney Plus, mainly because I'm not that into Marvels and I don't have kids. If I had kids, I would have Disney Plus. Netflix, Amazon Prime, I, I have a cable service that I pay $300 for. Like, I got it all. Like, I, but I'm also like, and I, everywhere I go, most people I, I meet, they, they have a bunch too. So I, I don't think this notion of like, where's everyone going to find streaming services? It's like, what's a podcast? People said that in 2010. Do you know what young people say now? What the fuck's a newspaper? New, what's ABC? If you don't watch sports, you never go to ABC. If you met a 22 year old kid right now 
and they weren't into sports, they wouldn't know what ABC, NBC, and CBS is. They have never been on those channels. Not once in their teen and future adult life. And they'll never go to them. So the game changes. Things that feel for older people like, like no, it's it's changed. It's over. You know, it's this this isn't five years ago. Things happen very, very fast. I think Amazon Prime, there will be some people that can't find it. And I've had some people that reached out. They were like, I'm a fireman in our fire station. We don't have good internet. We have Amazon Prime, but the streaming like that, that will be a problem. Like that sucks. But I'd say if you have YouTube TV or whatever, like is NFL Network, like people have battled with NFL Network before. So it's just different, you know. Same shit, different pile, right? I mean, this is just a new problem, but I, I think the problem is a little bit overrated. And and here's the other thing. Bezos is not... Fox got rid of Thursday Night Football because it wasn't making them money. They got rid of PGA Tour Golf and US Open because they didn't feel comfortable they were going to be able to make money. Jeff Bezos ain't into this. Like, big picture, he's in it for the money. He ain't worried about a profit year one or year two. He, he's worried about getting in on the business. This is all a line item to him. All a line item. Whether it's a eight billion acquisition, fifteen billion acquisition, this this guy's playing in a deeper end of the pool than everyone else. You know, so this this notion that he's worried about your sixty nine year old uncle can't figure it out, like he doesn't care. Of course, the Patriots signed Malcolm Butler. Remember Malcolm Butler, who signed after that Super Bowl where he did not play against the Philadelphia Eagles. It was an enormous story. Tom Brady was pissed, didn't play a snap because he was sick or didn't practice hard or wasn't paying attention or who knows. The story never has really been uh, substantiated. Might even be the wrong word, but uh, I I would say verified what really happened. Not that I necessarily really care, but you lose J.C. Jackson, you get Malcolm Butler. The problem is J.C. Jackson is a lot better player. Now you add Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Stephon Diggs. Like I don't think Malcolm Butler's covering any of those guys, but maybe Bill and that you know, defensive staff, they just know how to coach better than everyone else, but nobody, and I repeat, nobody loves getting their players back at cheap amounts of money after they sign big free agent contracts, quite like Bill Belichick. And smart move by these players because they go back and they have more success. Uh, I talked to someone, a buddy of mine that is associated with Lincoln Riley from a business standpoint. And I'm not, you know, going to divulge everything I was told, but bottom line, I I heard a lot of the details. There's a lot of information that has gone on the last several months, right? About the deal that Lincoln Riley got from USC. Just know this, everything that's out there, his deal is actually sweeter. And this guy, buddy of mine is basically a financial advisor, planner, you know, investor. He knows people that are infinite. I mean, he's just in business with doing their money, infinitely have more money than Lincoln Riley. And when he described the the some of the details of the deal, it's it was a no-brainer. Lincoln Riley did not plan on leaving Oklahoma. Just like a lot of people that can be in great situations don't plan on doing things. He got something laid in front of him that was just too good to pass up. Period, point blank, end of story. There's nothing, I repeat, nothing Oklahoma could have done to match the deal. And then when you factor in, the deal is elite. Also, where he's going to go coach? He can win there. It's actually just as easy to win, and the path is easier to get to the playoffs at USC than it is at Oklahoma. Because ultimately, now the Baylor's good. You know, Texas isn't going to suck forever. You know, the comp- Big 12 is actually pretty solid. The Pac-12 is not. Pac-12 has two good, basically, programs over the last couple of years. It's Oregon and Utah. And USC's in their side of the division, so they only got to deal with Utah. And let's face it, Utah and USC are not recruiting the same players. But Lincoln Riley just had his first practice, and uh, it's exciting. You know, it's a, it's a really big deal. I know for us on the West Coast, just to have USC be relevant again. Now, I don't. I a buddy of mine who now coaches uh, or works in the ACC used to work in the Pac-12. Last year they played him, and I remember texting him a couple days later, and he was shocked how terrible they were on the line of scrimmage. He's like, bro, they are not very good. Like it, this, whoever gets this job, because at the time Lincoln hadn't taken the job or anything. Clay was, Clay was probably gone by then. But there was just he was shocked how terrible their talent is. Now Lincoln churned over the roster, and because of the transfer portal, it's easier. You know, it's like the NFL. You can reset your team a lot easier than it used to be ten years ago in college football. 
But I would say this year, 9-3 and three would be an excellent start to Lincoln. But big picture, when you're getting paid and this many perks at the amount of money in which he's getting and a program whose expectations will be not to just make the playoffs. Now, once he makes the playoffs for the first time, he, it'll be celebrated. But ultimately, their goal the next five years will be to win a national championship. That is what's going to be the expectation. I would say anything less than being in a national championship game in the next handful of years, I would say five, is going to be a disappointment. When people pay you a shitload of money, when you get paid, quote-unquote, max value in any industry, the expectations skyrocket, right? The reason everyone's shitting on Russell Westbrook is because he makes $45 million a year. No one would be making fun of him if he makes nine. He makes a historic freight, and he's terrible. It's like, what are we paying you for? Like, if I'm a Laker fan, like, we're using a max slot on this guy? The hell are we doing? If, if I pay a CEO... $35 million a year in a public company and then the stock plummets and everything he does doesn't work out, he ain't going to last long. It's what the money is for. It's why you get paid all that money is to produce. And certain places, if I go to K-State, win eight, nine games, I'll get contract extensions for my entire career. I do that at Oregon State. I, I, I If I'm Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State, they beat Notre Dame in a BCS Bowl. That's the biggest, as he said, biggest win the, in program's history. Lincoln Riley's expected to beat Notre Dame every single year now. Lincoln Riley's expected to be in the Final Four every single year. Not not necessarily this year, but like after about 24 months, you get, you know, 10 plus million and all the other perks. And he knows that. And that's part of, you know, I think why coaches take... It's why Brian Kelly went to LSU. Because I think he realized I'm never going to win a national championship at, at Notre Dame. LSU offered me a historic amount of money, right? $95, $100 million. And I think that I can win a natty at LSU. Why? Because the last three coaches have. I am going to take a swing, not against a double-A pitcher. I want to swing against Pedro Martinez. I want to swing against Clayton Kershaw or Tim Lincecum. I don't want to keep taking swings against, you know, some three starters. And the occasional one starter, but I'm never going to be able to make it to the World Series. And that, I think, is why Lincoln Riley's now at USC. Uh, I think why Brian Kelly's now at LSU. And it's going to be a really, really fun college football season. All the movement. Uh, I, I'm really excited. And watch it. I watched some of Lincoln's like press conference on the field after his first practice. You could tell he was excited. I mean, it's just sometimes change invigorates you. You know, you see how happy Matt Ryan is. I've had some people DM me. And yeah, I think Matt Ryan might even mention this. I just started to feel stale. Sometimes, you know, you start feeling stale, especially when you're making a lot of money. It's good to get a jolt. You know, Matt Ryan now is just got something to prove, right? He he has been on irrelevant teams the last couple of years. Now he's going to a team with a stacked roster, a team that, you know, should be a lock to make the playoffs. Hell, they should win the division or at least compete to with Tennessee. So sometimes change. I, I think Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley, Matt Ryan, these guys are going to bring it this year. I mean, I, I, I like all three of them to win. Brian Kelly probably is the toughest path. Right, AM stacked, Alabama's rolling. Uh, Ole Miss probably come back to earth a little bit, but you know, Georgia's tough. Isn't that I guess LSU plays Florida every year? We'll see how good they are. But uh, yeah, exciting times. Share the podcast with your friends, share it with your enemies. Uh, have a great weekend. And mailbag come out Saturday, Sunday. Subscribe to the podcast. You listen on Collins feed, subscribe to the three and out, separate feed, leave a review. Greatly appreciate it. And uh have a couple uh have a couple pops this weekend on me or for me and enjoy the weekend. Peace. Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast powered by FanDuel. Every weekday, our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets, including game picks, props, same game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volumes Podcast Network. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, 
You can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.